Hi, everybody. It's Tay. Welcome back to the PSW podcast. Today, I'm here with Tara, a current PSW in the field. Uh, thank you for being here. <laughs> We've just been chatting for about an hour before we hit record. Uh, so <laughs> she's been here for a while. So thank you for taking so much time out of your day to speak with us today. <laughs> well, at least I'm not outside being eaten by mosquitoes in my garden. So that that's a positive. I'm glad I could shield you from the mosquitoes by asking you to just tell me more about your life. Tara's a very cool background. I'm sure we're going to touch on it a bit in our interview here, but it, yeah, this was really, I say this in every single interview, I swear, but today I sat here for an hour before I hit record and just listened to all of her words. And I'm sure you're all going to have the same reaction once, you know, we dive into this, uh, you articulate the field very well. You're just very driven, very passionate. And I'm just feeding off of it right now. So um, let's just jump into it for everybody. You're making else. me blush, Taylor. You're making me I blush. I need it. I need it. <laughs> um, how did you get into the field? How did you initially become a PSW? Well, very interesting story uh, because I used to work in pre-hospital emergency medicine in the medic field. And um, then I shifted for life reasons to the airport working with um emergency services and pre-border screening and COVID happened. And I really, even though I've always worked in either public health or public safety positions, I felt when every 90% of our workforce was laid off from the airport, I felt like during a pandemic, I'm sitting there wasting my skills and the provincial government was paying for PSW accelerated programs. And people said, you know, you've been looking to shift to working for one of your local hospitals in a healthcare profession and getting back into that direct hands-on healthcare role. Um, why don't you become a PSW? Because that seems to be what the hospitals are asking for and, and not necessarily acknowledging previous experience or higher levels of uh, stuff. So I jumped on an accelerated program. Luckily, I did get some exemptions. So that was easy, a little homework light. Um, I had to do some prior learning assessments, but that was fine. I got to use my brain. Apparently, it's still there. And uh, <laughs> had to, you know, dust off the homework uh, brain cells. But I really enjoyed it because I got back into those things that I loved, which is giving care and all that you know, science, biology, and why we do things and the reason for doing it and medical terminology, which I love. Um, if I could be a walking textbook or dictionary, I probably would in, in another job. So anyways, I uh, went through the, para, the uh, sorry, PSW program uh, at a local college and did my preceptorship in a long-term care facility and uh, the facilities that were being offered as, in partnership with that community college didn't have a place in my hometown and I wanted to be closer and I actually had already eyed up working at one of our local hospitals in eastern Ontario so I had already applied during my preceptorship to work at one of the local hospitals in what they call a lot of hospitals call them PCAs and not necessarily PSWs they each hospital kind of has their own vernacular so um and that's what I got hired on as and I love it I love it. It's totally my jam as a PSW. I can tell just by the way that you talk that you just love the field. And I think that that's wonderful. And Bedside has a lot to offer us, I think. Um, 
I know it has a lot to offer me too. And I really enjoy being bedside. And like you said, just going back and the care that you provide for people is so important. Um, and that kind of answered my next question too. It's like, what sector are you in? And you're in the hospital, but can you kind of tell me a little bit like how the hospital is for you, for maybe some people out there who are considering, you know, working in a hospital setting or have that as their goal. Can you maybe give us a little bit of insight on how that is for you? Well, in my preceptorship, I got to see that glimpse, that snapshot of long care. And as much as I love, you know, we do the same thing every day and then we just change the menu and change the activities. I found that it didn't really feed my own need for, I wouldn't even say adventure, uh, given that when I used to provide care in an ambulance, it was a different day every day, regardless of what our constraints of our, of our healthcare field. So I find that at the hospital, um, Every day I could have a different list of patients. Um, the patient that was in the bed yesterday could have been discharged while I was home and or I come back to my next shift a couple of days later and it's a whole new floor. And I kind of like that. I mean, I'm I, I find it's a value added. I can use my skills to help really sick people. So a, a lot of my work is on a med surge unit, a medical surgical and I love it. I mean, I have patients who are somewhat independent. I have patients who are total care. And sometimes I'm doing their morning cares. Sometimes I'm helping them feed them or helping them feed themselves because independence is a huge thing, you know, getting those skills going. But it's it's a value added. And at the end of my shift, I'm dead tired. <laughs> but I feel like if I stop and ask myself, did I give the world something good today and use my skills for good? <laughs> uh, I can say yes after every shift. Um, it's kind of the whole like Spider-Man adage of with great power comes great responsibility. So I feel that healthcare providers of any sector, we have the knowledge, the skills, the training to help people in need. And as a PSW, there is so much we can do within various sectors of the healthcare field. And I love working in a hospital because um, every day is a different day. You know, one shift, I could be in the cast clinic working with an orthopedic surgeon, uh, directing traffic, helping put casts on and off, sending people down to x-ray. You know, it's kind of a PSW light function. Um, sometimes I could get borrowed down to the ER and a coach come in, you could be doing CPR with a team of nurses and doctors. Um, I could be providing care for admitted patients in the ER. I could be, or I could be upstairs in a uh, critical, or a, sorry, not critical care, a, a convalescent care area or a long-term care area. And so I still get that long-term care faction at, at one end of the hospital or convalescent care, which is, you know, usually up to 90 days in a program. But then I'm also getting acute care on the floor. So I'm kind of getting like uh, the whole box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And I like that because then I have variety in my work. And not every day is I'm dead at the end of my shift, but I still every day I can end my shift and go, did I have an added value benefit to my day? Did I use my skills in a positive way? And every day working at the hospital 
I can say that because we have a lot of sick people who need a lot of care and we need a lot of dedicated medical professionals of all scopes and practices to um, affect that care and provide that care. And that kind of leads me to my next question here. You, you talk very, very well about utilizing scope. Um, and I know before I hit record, we had a really nice discussion about that. So I want to ask again, you know, what, where do you see the field, you know, moving forward and how do you see our scopes being utilized? If you could share that with our audience, everything you said is just so lovely. <laughs> I find that depends on the sector that you're in right now will depend on how utilized that scope is in the community. Our PSW partners are actually using their scope to sometimes its full extent and pushing those boundaries as we redefine our profession in Ontario. But I find sometimes in places like hospitals or other healthcare institutions, our scope of practice that we're trained for is not being fully utilized. And in a national, provincial, local, regional crisis of not having enough healthcare providers, um, I see that that underutilization might be a key solution and not just a Band-Aid solution. Uh, a lot of people go, well, that's great. We'll, we'll provide a Band-Aid solution for the lack of nurses. We need to cognitively reframe ourselves by saying that PSWs are not healthcare professionals. PSWs are working towards regulation, but we already act as professionals in the healthcare field. So if we were allowed and permitted and, and supervised to work within our full scope of practice, like doing vitals, doing a blood glucose value, which is an activity of daily living, other things that we could be delegated to do, we could have an added value to our RPN partners, our RN partners who are working in various other sectors that we work with them or alongside them. And I think that as a profession, we need to push for regulation. We also need to push that where we're working, use us to our full scope. Because as I like to say, we have a shortage of people. We can't just magically create a bunch of PSWs, RPNs, and RNs. So if we can't magically cremate, cre cremate, create more of us, don't cremate anyone. Thank you. That is another delegated act <laughs> for a different profession. Uh, if we can, if we can't create more of those healthcare professionals then we have to look at the toolbox that we have. We have to look at the staff we already have and go, okay, what can we do? How can we reframe? How can we use those professionals to the best of their ability? How can we reframe their scope of practice and work within what we have? So if we can't buy new tools or more equipment, we need to use the equipment we have in the best way and in a better way. So where that kind of boils down for PSWs in Ontario is that once a regulation can take place, then we have that list of delegated medical acts. We have that scope of practice. We have that regulation. And it allows places like hospitals that require that regulatory body to keep the, because that's a safeguard for patients and our clients and, and the people we're providing care for. It's also a regulation for us so that we're not being asked to step outside of our scope. So I think that the best way forward is for all of these agencies and employers to really look what they have in their toolbox and use the tools they already have in hand better. <laughs>
And that's where we need to grow as a profession. And that's what we need to push hard for. We need to stop sitting on the back burner going, I'm just a PSW and go, I am a PSW. I have value. I belong in this team. And this is what I can help the team do and accomplish. Music to my ears. That is so great. (laughs) It's so great. It's very true. And I think we often get pushed to the back burner or, you know, told to shush, you know, and it's really holding us back, I think, in the grand scheme of things. And you're talking about vitals even, you know, when I went to school and I graduated in 2016, I learned how to take vitals and I never did it again because I was basically told you don't do that. You don't do that anymore. But it's like, I'm very capable of it. Why can't I, you know, it would help someone out in the long, in the long run. So it's just a little wild to me, even that there's such a disconnect with some of the stuff we were even taught and how it can be implemented into our work lives, uh, lives. But And with no offenses to nurses, but I find that the majority of the teaching staff within our PSW programs in Ontario are actual nurses. So their perspective of what we can and can't do, um, as we were talking earlier, we're more often told what we can't do instead of tolling, uh, being told what we can do. So we're focusing on the negative instead of the positive. So if we stop focusing on the negative and what we can't do and focus on an added value approach, where what what is this person trained to do? What could they do? Because what, what RNs used to do and what RPNs couldn't do are now very different. Even if you just look back five years, let alone 10 years, 15, 20 years ago, And PSWs are now, if you look at what PSWs were able to do 15 years ago when they were taking a six-week course and doing, you know, three-week course, six-week course, nine-week course, that was the end of it. We're now looking at a full-year college program and they're getting labs, they're getting clinicals, they're getting signed off on, on these delegated acts. So why are we not then taking that training? And then actually using it in the community, using it in hospitals, in care homes, use the added value approach. So I think we can really utilize these skills. So why are we training them to do these skills and not not using it? Because we have that, that term regulated staff and it drives me nuts. It's like, oh, the following meeting or the following training is for regulated staff, which automatically means not PSWs or not our PCAs. It's only for RPNs and RNs, which is fine because it might be actually for their scope. But we need to remove that term because pretty soon regulated staff will include PSW. So we need to change the language even so that we're not creating that divide. Um, I think that'll be a huge one is when people go, oh, it's only for regulated staff. Um, Hello, I'm a regulated health professional now. So I think that's going to blow the minds off a lot of people and force them to rethink how they view PSWs um, as professional healthcare providers. Well said. I um, I just eat up everything you say. It's just very, it's so true. Everything you say, it connects and it's, it's like, yeah, why aren't we why aren't we being utilized? Why is there such a divide? You know, why are the, why are these, why are we put in boxes in the first place when really we're taught elsewhere that we can be outside of the box? You know, it just doesn't make sense. And it's really nice how you can address that so eloquently 
um, for our viewers and for me too. Like, it's just, it's, it's very nice to hear you speak on these issues and hearing about your passion in the field and, and, you know, your drive to work and how you utilize your prior knowledge in, in your job now. Like I really, I really do feed off the passion that you're, you're putting out here and it's, it's really wonderful to listen to. And I'm sure our viewers and listeners feel the same way. I'm going to ask you now too, the thing I've asked everybody, <laughs> um, if there was one thing or a piece of device that you could give either PSWs thinking of, or sorry, people thinking of becoming a PSW or current, you know, grads that are in school, current students that are in school, not grads. I don't know why I said that. Or, you know, new grads. What would you say to new PSLUs? Recognize your value. Um, we have hierarchy in the medical field where everyone is at their post. Recognize that you are at the ground floor of something that we've been working on for decades, um, that you are at a really exciting time in our profession. Recognize your value because you have no clue how much value in the training and the skills that you hold right now within our current state of our healthcare system. Don't let others undervalue you because very soon people will be forced to recognize your skills, your knowledge, your judgment, and what your added value is to our profession. So go find your niche. If the first thing you try doesn't work, it's not your jam, try another area. There's no harm in trying a different employer or a different setting. Um, even if it's just for a probationary period, find what lights your fire and run with it because we're at a very critical time right now where we need you and your skills are so, so undervalued, but they're about to be lit up like a firecracker and everyone's going to see that you have a place at the table. So hang in there. Good things are on the horizon and just understand that you are so vital and important to us right now as a whole. Um, it's not, we're not individual parts. In, in medicine, we are all one. And sometimes we don't think as one, but we're getting there, okay? We realize in a shortage of staff that we all have to rely on each other. So you may feel like you're coming into healthcare at a really desperate time, but you're coming into healthcare at a really exciting time for PSWs because we have big things coming. So hang in there, find your jam, find your niche, and then run with it. If you want to build on that and move up, that's great. But don't undervalue your position as a PSW. PSW isn't always a stepping stone to nursing because PSWs in themselves are a profession. They have value and they have a place. So don't always think, ah, oh, this is just, you know, the law of low step. No, you're here and we need you. We love you. And just thank you for being here. You are appreciated, you are heard, and you are seen. Mic drop. Boom. Happy PSW week to that. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, <laughs> I, 
I'm just here. I'm just here at this point. Yeah. Really? See, there's uh, a mic here somewhere. If I drop it, I'd probably break it. <laughs> we should have you back just for like TED Talks, like inspirational talks on here because I'm telling you, I can't be the only one here listening to this conversation that's like, holy cow, like what? Like who is this person? Who is she? It's, yeah, I'm not going to repeat myself again, but it's, this has been chef's kiss wonderful call me anytime taylor I'm serious. Anytime. you should just come back like you should just come back it made me feel I, wish I, I wish i had more time to like get off and join you guys at like conferences and stuff it's just it's really it's really time consuming like uh the life-saving study flies me to toronto just because it takes like five hours to drive to Toronto and back four and a half in low traffic. And, um, just so I can get back and not have to take time off work. Um, I wish I was closer so that I could attend some of these places where people are testing out the field, because I feel that people need to stop being told, tell, tell, I'm sorry. My, my husband just walked in and showed me his t-shirt and I totally scrolled. And I have to stop being told that PSWs is a stepping stone because that, that, that language undervalues us as a PSW. Mm -hmm. um, it, it cognitively tells us that it's a less than position instead of it's a PSW. It's a job. It's a career in itself. And it can be a lifelong career. Um, it doesn't just have to be a stepping stone to nursing, which it is a great, it's a great way to develop nursing skills. But I think by marketing it as that, it undervalues our profession and what we're capable of. So we need to change the language. We need to change also the vernacular of, you know, registered staff. Um, changes are coming but we need to force it. We need to be a voice that's heard. Sorry, you're hearing my espresso machine right now. Uh, I can't even hear it. I can't hear it. <laughs> I, I, can't hear it. I, I, I can only live off two things. They're inversely proportionate, caffeine and sarcasm. When the sarcasm is high, the caffeine is low, they're inversely proportionate. Some people would just argue I'm sarcastic all the time, but anyways, I digress. <laughs> Uh, the, we just, we need to change the language. So as we forge forward as a profession on its own legs, uh, we need to change the discussions. We need to change how we cognitively frame PSWs as a profession in its own right. We're not just a stepping stone. We are not just there to brush teeth and wipe bums and change briefs and pull-ups and all that. We, we have value within the care system, within the community, within hospitals, within long-term care homes and everywhere in between. If we look at models from a European model where they keep people out of hospitals and they don't have long-term care homes like we have because we have care being provided in the community if Canada were to be able to move towards that model and use our PSW partners as community healthcare providers in a greater, like greater numbers, we would be keeping people out of hospitals. We would be keeping people who don't need to go to hospital by ambulance because they've become so sick due to lack of care where they could stay home in their own house. 
<clears throat> so on the precipice of the new horizon of PSWs in Ontario and hopefully Canada wide, um, we need to understand where we're at. We're in a really critical time right now to elevate ourselves and to really understand our value and where we could grow as a profession with what we have. So telling those new people, like, we need you. We have a place for you. You want to work in people's homes doing this? There's a place for you. You want to work in a hospital? There's a place for you. You want to work in long-term care? There's a place for you. And guess what? There's about 15 other places you could probably work that you haven't even thought up yet. Um, children's facilities, uh, homes that have people with cognitive and physical uh, deficits who are living you know, as adults and just need that extra help and care. Like there's so many different facets of healthcare and we are applicable to all of them. So find your niche and run with it. Love it. Love it. Speechless. I'm a big fan. I, I'm going to end it here. I don't, <laughs> there's no, like, there's no better you can't get any better than this. So um, maybe, maybe I could, you know, pack up my banjo and drive all the way to the big city someday for a conference or for, <laughs> for, to inspire new colleagues. It's just, it's, I literally live in the middle of nowhere. It's funny how close I live to Ottawa and I live in the middle of nowhere. I would love that. I would love to have you back sometime too, just to maybe pick your brain about specific topics too it's just it's been really wonderful I mean thank you for the almost two hours we've been talking it's been amazing and I hope that everybody listening got to take something away that I did because this one this was lovely um so thank you again for spending the time to talk with us and just being so powerful i don't know it's a zoom call but it's very powerful and I, everything everything was just great energy so thank you again Tara. It, it, gave, it gave me a chance you were real close today i i could have been in scrubs from the hospital i was very glad i wasn't called back in for a, a third extra shift this week i'm really glad that you got to bust out your regular clothes that's what it's like sometimes you're like oh these aren't my scrubs or wearing hard pants you know like jeans or something and you're like whoa yeah. well I have I have glasses and I wear a hearing aid so when and I worked through SARS and but I didn't have a hearing aid when we worked through SARS so PP I you know it was comfortable I use that term lightly comfortable wearing N95s before but used to wearing them uh but when we started doing you know, face masks all the time. I had a real hard time not having ulcers on the back of my ear. So I wear scrub caps all the time now, no matter which job I'm doing at the hospital and they have buttons on them. And now if I'm at work and I don't have a scrub cap on by accident, I feel naked. <laughs> so it's my new uniform. I wear scrub caps everywhere. They're like, you're not working in the PACU today. Cause I sometimes help out in pre and post-op, uh, which is another PSW thing you can do. And, uh, and the thing is, is that, but the rest of the hospital, you didn't have to wear a scrub cap. And I was just like, I'm making it. I don't have a scrub cap on. So all of my colleagues, um, who met me during the pandemic, and I'm just going to kind of put my phone right here for a second. They, they know me from here 
and here. So if they see me in the community, they're like, I didn't even know that was your color of hair or, or like they, they're now seeing my whole face instead of literally just my glasses. So some people go, I didn't know what your face looked like. It's even worse when you wear a scrub cap all the time. Cause literally they just see your eyes. Just get the slits. That's it. Yeah. I, yeah. I have the same thing. I don't even know. I didn't even know what some of my coworkers looked like. And I've been working next to them for how long it was. It's crazy. It was just a crazy, it is a crazy time, but um, yeah, I can relate. We, we have sore ears too. And Buttons are our friends, people. Buttons are our friends. They really are. You never, I never thought of like, wow, that's such a simple thing. And it does so much for us. Just a button on your cap. Yeah. Well, thank you all for being here and for listening. And thank you again, Tara. And I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. And thanks for tuning in. Bye, everyone. Thanks for having me.